Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area based right in Pinconning. You can come say hello online by going to insightfolios.com or by calling 888-885-PLAN. And we've got a great show on the way today. We're going to talk about generational challenges when it comes to financial and retirement planning, plus 401k considerations. If you have a 401k or similar type of plan, you're going to want to listen up to today's show because we're going to talk about some important matters specifically on that topic. And we're going to answer some of your questions as we open up the mailbag a little bit more in-depth than we typically do here on the show. So we'll have a couple of variety-type questions coming up later on as well. All that and more straight ahead. Kevin, it is great to be with you this week, and uh, welcome back from your fishing expedition that I saw pictures of. It looked like a successful trip. It was a very successful trip. We uh, we had lots of fun, us four guys, and we caught lots of trout, and we had a good time around the campfire at night, and it was just what the doctor ordered, so had a good time. That is uh, fantastic. Love hearing that. Uh, did you have the biggest trout of the weekend? Or the no, there, there, there's another Kevin in our group. He normally catches the biggest one, and he did again, but mine was 22 inches, 22-inch brown, and, and um, Kevin, of course, had to catch a 24-inch brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but I was happy. I was extremely happy. I made it on the uh, front page of Brian Kixis. He's the guy down there, his uh, web web page. So I made it on the front page of that day with the biggest trout that day. Nice. So, well, yeah. at least you won the day. That's, I won the day, yeah. That's nice, at least. Is then, uh, is the other Kevin, the one in the red hat in the pictures that you sent me, his his trout literally is bending because it yes. seems so big. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah it, and, you know, last year was the same thing. I had the biggest trout until the last day, and he did the same thing again and last year. And he topped it. So he's, yep. he sandbags all week and then comes and steals the crown last minute. Well, you know, I give him home field advantage because he lives in Arkansas. So well, I, see, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's like, um, you know, automatically you deduct three inches, I think, because he has home field advantage. Therefore, yours is actually the winning trout. Now, that's what I said, but he didn't buy it because that'd give him 21, give me 22. Exactly. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good rule. We'll, we'll implement that. That's Michigan rules, if I'm not mistaken. So It is. But it was a beautiful trip seeing some otters, you know, chasing trout and the trout oh, nice. jumping out of the water. That's I've never cool. seen that before. Eagles, of course. and seen some fox seen all kinds of wildlife this time around and it was it was just a great trip great uh shutdown i i don't know if um everybody knows walter but there's four or five of us that go and we're all financial advisors yep and we have a we have a ball yeah it's a it's a really cool mm-hmm. annual trip that you guys do down there so i'm so glad that you get to take part in that and uh, enjoy yourself and hopefully you guys don't talk too much shop while you're there and you get well, to just uh, sit back and relax a little there's hardly any shop but what we did talk about you know dan and and Nate, we did talk about coming visit you because now you live by a good trout stream. So I love it. Come on out. Yeah, we'll have a good time here in Colorado. So you guys can show me the ropes. That'd be fun. Let's do it. Uh, we, as I mentioned, we got a fun show on the way today. So uh, let's get ready to dive into things here, Kevin. And mentioned generational challenges as one of the topics that we can discuss today. So let's dive in a little bit here and look at the different generations and the specific challenges we face. And we'll work our way from you know younger to 
more seasoned. And we'll hit Millennials, Generation X, and Baby Boomers. So if you fall into one of those categories, which if you're listening to today's show, good chance you're in one of those three categories, this will be some good specific information for you and maybe uh, some other people you know as well. So uh, these things kind of affect a lot of folks in these different categories. So let's start with Millennials, which is uh, typically defined as people born between 1981 and 1996, somewhere in that time frame. Uh, what are some of the main concerns that you often see millennials dealing with and being concerned about when it comes to financial and retirement planning these days? A good question there, Walter, because we just had somebody come in and they just graduated and they were a doctor. They were going into residency and they become a doctor. So what do you think their biggest concern was? I bet they have a lot of debt. They have a lot of debt. I'm, I'm talking, I was amazed how much debt. It was almost a half a million dollars in debt. So that was one of the biggest concerns. How do we, you know, how do we tackle that debt? Of course, when you become a doctor, you're, you're, you know, the income's going to go up, those types of things go up. So there's going to be a plan put together to get off that student loan debt. And if you're, you're not a doctor and you're, you're other, you know, you have a bachelor's degree in something else, I'm assuming it's not quite that high, but loan debt seems to be up there for people who are millennial. Are you a millennial, Walter? I'm, I'm a millennial. Think. I'm solidly in that millennial category. Yes. So, so you had, you went down that road of the student loan debt, right? Yeah. Luckily, uh, because of scholarships and working about 18,000 jobs throughout my college career, I only graduated with about, uh, I think I had 10,000 in debt by the time I was done uh, with school. Wow. That's pretty good. And I, and I paid it off in my first year of work. So, it was, so I got rid of it very quickly, thankfully. All right. So since you're millennial, and I know somewhat some things about you that our listeners don't, I know you just bought a home. We did, yes. Right. So was the home price higher or lower than your first home? Definitely higher. Quite a bit. Higher, yes. right, right. Quite a bit, yes. right? So millennials are looking, you know, they're looking to pay off the debt. They're looking for typically homes once they get that far, or maybe, you know, the, the rents are going up. Uh, then they're going to start what? At, when you first got out of college, Walter, you first started working, you first started interviewing guys like us. What did you do? Oh, uh, what, so it was like saving for retirement, trying right, to right. save money. Yep, yeah. Yep. So those are the, you know, the four or five things that come to mind when we talk to millennials, when they come in our door, the loan debt is the big one. And, and almost everybody that comes in the door is a referral from an existing client pretty close that are younger people so they say, hey, I want you to talk to my son. I want you to talk to my grandson, granddaughter, yeah. what have you. And we want to put together a plan. How do we get, how can we help them? pay off that loan debt, how can we help them buy a house, all those types of things. So that's where the planning process starts. And then along that planning process, we're going to start. All right, let's not forget about retirement because it's going to be here before you know it. Before you know it, you're going to be a seasoned person, like Walter said, just as I am. And it happens very, very quickly. So those millennials, you know, it's a good time to get started in that planning process. Good time to look at paying down debt, paying down home prices. I know in the past, Walter, you and I talked about how to trim some, you know, extra payment or two putting on your home, your, your home you have now and how much it trims off, all those kind of good things. So those, yep. those are the normal conversations that we'll have there. I would also throw in here too, just like trying to, to get the budget under control, you know, because often what happens, I feel like through being a millennial and, and working now a good number of years is changing incomes, changing expenses with moving to different homes, and then also the world around us, right, with inflation constantly changing. It can yep. be difficult to get a grasp of just how much you have coming in and going out, getting used to it, trying not to fall victim to lifestyle creep along the way. All those kinds of things are 
other little unique challenges that I feel like our generation is because of the uh, the, the quickness with how things change in our world. Um, it's hard to get into that groove maybe than previous generations. Perhaps. I will, yeah. I will say the one big difference I notice when a millennial comes in is they're very good at spreadsheets and I'm betting you are. Too, I love you? spreadsheets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, absolutely. so they're very good at budgeting more yeah. so than most people that I've seen because the spreadsheets, you know, you put everything in there and like the mad scientist Doug that I talk about, we, he can go down we, to, we that. might be good at making a budget, Kevin. I don't know how good we are at sticking to the budget. That's well, those are two different things. <laughs> well, it is, but you're really good at figuring out what the budget at is. At least tracking it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Well, let's move to the Generation X. Those that are born between 1965 and 1980. Well, those people typically are going to have more debt, you know, 30, 40, 50 percent more debt than, let's say, the millennials or the baby boomers. So they're going to have some debt. We've seen people come in here with, you know, debt, uh, credit card debt, you know, 100000 plus, 200000 plus. Um, it just seems that the Generation X is going to have more debt on average than other people that we talk to. I guess they've uh, a lot of them also have kids that are either, you know, about to go to college, in college, or recently finished college. So... Yeah, they've been they've been probably strapped a little bit more budget wise over the years, so it makes sense that they might be utilizing credit cards and things like that a little bit more liberally than other generations. Yep, especially the college because we all know that uh, tuition is is a lot higher than it was say for the baby boomers like me. I think I was paying thirty eight dollars a credit hour, Walter. If I think back, so obviously that's that's changed a lot there. And for this generation X, it's going to be the first generation where there's really no pensions. Outside, if you work for the state or you work for the government. So the General Motors pensions, the Ford, the big companies that you used to work for, that was automatic given you had a pension. Well, those are pretty much all done right now, except for, like we said, the government, the state, certain entities that will still give you a pension. So the Generation X is the first, I think, uh, generation that's going into retirement, getting close to going into retirement, and they have a key missing ingredient. And that's that pension, that monthly pension income that comes in. And that's why planning for them, I think, is critical to start earlier versus later, because we need to figure out what the shortfall is, number one, and how we're going to fill that shortfall. So that shortfall is going to be determined by doing what we call our simplicity plan. So if you need $4,000 a month and you have $3,000 a month coming in, in the old days, a pension made made up that 1,000. Nowadays, it's not going to happen. So what investments can we put in your portfolio to generate that income going into retirement so you don't run out of money? And that's a big worry for the Generation X, typically because they had parents, they've seen how the pensions work for them, how the Social Security and all those things combine to take some of the burden off of um, you know taking care of some of that shortfall that we had talked about. Key points all the way around there, Kevin. So uh, the good perspective on all that for the Generation Xers. And if you would like to go through that simplicity planning process, all you have to do is reach out to Kevin by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And you know, more and more of Generation X are getting into that sort of, uh, that zone, that retirement red zone, if you will, or the financial red zone, where you're like, you know, that five-ish to 10 years away from retirement. And uh, the planning process becomes more and more important in that point of life. And now more Generation X are starting to get there, especially in the early part of that generation. So if you're creeping closer to retirement as a Gen Xer, don't hesitate to reach out and start putting some solid plans in place for your retirement future. You can do that with Kevin locally uh, in the Pinconning office by calling 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-PLAN, or go to insightfolios.com.
All right, well, that we, song that song yeah, comes to mind, uh, Walter. And you said you know you're getting older. Tracy Lawrence, time marches on. Right, it keeps coming. Time so you, marches you, you, on. Yeah. You have to you have to get that planning down. Yeah, if you're ten years out now, just blink and you'll be five years away before you know it. So, before you know it, exactly. All right, let's move to the baby boomers. Uh, this, of course, the generation that is in the thick of retirement right now and uh, beginning to retire so many of them each and every day a good chunk now have been retired for a little bit what are the main concerns i would imagine this makes up the bulk of your client base right kevin these are the folks that have had such a plethora of them retiring over the last few years i would imagine you've got a pretty good crop of uh, baby boomers that you work with on a daily basis this is the bulk of them as you say and i am a baby boomer so i can identify with some of these things but the health cost now Walter, we talked behind the scenes. I've had some health issues in the past, and I just got a good clean bill of health now. But some of the health Woo-hoo. costs, um, you know, can can let me give an example. I went in to get a gall a gallstone removed quite a few years ago, and they nicked my bowel. Oh, and, that's not fun. You know, no, that was not fun at all. I can tell you that. That so can be they, pretty dangerous too, right? It, it was, and it was pretty costly too. So as we get older, our health costs are going to go up. Not not only our health care cost associated with the insurance, but the cost in general of going, you know, to getting treatment of whatever you're getting treatment is going to go up. So health care cost is a big one for uh, baby boomers, along with long-term care costs. We just had a call from a gentleman yesterday, Bruce, if you're listening. He says he listens to us every week. And he says, why are you so adamant about purchasing long-term care insurance? Well, he called me up and had his brother go into uh, has has to have some care and then his parents one of his parents went into the nursing home seven thousand dollars per month to, to to take care of that one particular parent the other thing that we all hear about every single day on some sort of social media some sort of news outlet is social security we're going to run out of social security well the thing is on your social security statement it used to say there's enough to pay out about 75 percent of social security in the year 2023 so I don't think we're going to, you know, our Social Security benefits are going to go away. They may be, get reduced, but I'm assuming they're going to fix this because this seems to keep the politicians in in place. And then they don't want to, you know, they don't want to be voted out. And I'm assuming that they'll fix that thing. But Social Security is going to be an integral part of your income. That's going to help fill that shortfall. It's going to come in every month. And then the other other concern is, am I going to run out of money? If I retire at 55, if I retire at 65, how long is my savings that I have going to last? And am I going to make it to age 90, 95? That's what we plan to in our in our retirement. And then what comes about then is the ability to retire when you want. Some people come in, they want to retire at 55. Some people come in, they want to retire at 70. How do we determine if this is all feasible? Well, we do that simplicity plan. We're going to put all the variables in there. We're going to put your Social Security income in there. If you have pension, we're going to put that in there. If you have rental income, we're going to put that in there. We're going to do a budget like Walter had said. We're going to see how much money you need going into retirement. And then most people that I talk to, Walter, that are baby boomers have a shortfall. In other words, they have fixed income coming in of 3000 a month, like I said, and they need 4000 Figure out how you're going to turn your life savings, which you've accumulated over your lifetime, into income to keep you going and having fun in retirement because that's the second part of your life. And once you get those figured out, it will give you the confidence to get into retirement and go all the way through retirement and do the things that you had talked about. So those baby boomers have some real concerns right now, especially the debt ceiling and all the other things that are going on right now. If you're getting close to retirement, you probably have a lot of unanswered questions. 
Get those questions answered before you sign the papers. It's critical to do the proper plannings to make sure that you don't run out of money and that you don't have to go back to work part-time somewhere later in life. So key. Great outline there, Kevin, for us, and appreciate all of your perspective through the first couple of minutes of today's show. So, Baby Boomers, you have it. some definite concerns there. If you're retired recently or approaching retirement still as a Baby Boomer, got to get these things addressed before you pull that trigger or shortly after you do to make sure that you can make it all the way through your retirement with more confidence and peace of mind. So don't hesitate to reach out to Kevin. Get a plan in place. Again, the number to dial is 888 888- 885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Get on the right path for your retirement future with a solid plan from somebody who's local, uh, born and raised in Penn Conning. And uh, Kevin still has the office there, of course. Can meet with you, talk a little bit about what's going on in your life. Whether you have a simple question to get the conversation started or you're ready to dive in with both feet into a full plan, uh, doesn't matter. Wherever you are along that spectrum, Kevin can assist and help point you in the right direction. So get in touch again by calling 888 plan and you can have a complimentary conversation about your financial future 888-885-PLAN that's 888-885-7526 or online at insightfolios.com more coming up on today's show in a few moments we're going to dive into 401ks what do you need to consider about these kinds of plans we've got four important considerations for you if you have a 401k or similar plan we're going to dive into some specifics of that situation in retirement planning plus answer some of your questions when we open up the mailbag a little bit later on in the show when you're talking about houses stock market crashes and money in the bank all that and more straight ahead here on simply financial stay tuned no need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. All right, Kevin, as we resume here on Simply Financial, welcome back, folks. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, planning expert when it comes to getting ready for retirement and your financial future. Find them online at insightfolios.com. Click on the listen button, actually, to ask questions and listen to past episodes of the show. Let's dive into 401ks and four particular considerations for those accounts. And, you know, Kevin, I think this is pretty obvious, but for many people, because they're able to contribute so much to a 401k and because their employer often is contributing as well, the 401k is considered by many to be kind of the most powerful retirement savings vehicle, just because it's got a lot going for it. And so I want to discuss these four considerations about a 401k. And could we lump in maybe 403bs and and some of those other kinds of plans uh, to this conversation as well, just so those folks don't feel left out? No, sure. 403, 457, yeah. So a lot of these same uh, considerations will apply to those similar plans. But we'll just, to make the commentary easy, we'll just talk about 401ks on the show. All right, so first consideration is to consider your need for liquid assets. Mm-hmm. Why is why is that an important 401k consideration? Well, I can give you a real good example on that one, Walter. We okay. have a, a, a client of mine who has a substantial amount in his 401k because his employer matches quite a bit of it. So he puts as much money as he can in there. But one day he called me, I want to say three, four months ago maybe, he has no liquid assets. He needs a roof. Mm. So I was asking about where do I get the assets from? You know, he wanted to borrow. Does he take it from his 401k? And we had that conversation that you talked about. So how much money are you putting in your 401k? Well, the conversation came around to maybe we should cut back a little bit, build up that emergency savings money, just like you're talking about the liquid money. So when the next thing arises, we don't have to go and be put in this same position. 
So if that is you, you have to have emergency money set aside. You have to have some liquid assets. I just had a new hot water heater put in, Walter. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was, you know, about $1,100. I just had a new roof. You know, that was well over $10,000. So those things are going to creep up on us. So we need to build, you know, when you come into my office, we're always going to build your liquid assets or your emergency fund just for those reasons. I don't want you dipping into your 401k unless you absolutely positively have to. I don't want you thinking of that as your liquid assets like this person we just talked about. Because when you start taking that money out, it's not participating. Yes, you are paying yourself back and all those things that go along. But the thing is, the money's not there. It's not earning anything, especially when the market's going up. So build those liquid assets. That's an important you know, um, denominator that most successful people are going to have is they have enough li- liquid assets that if some sort of emergency comes up, you get disabled, you get hurt at work, any of those things that we can you know, still continue going forth without going to the 401k account and rating that. Because if you're under the age of 59 and a half and you're you're have to take money out like this one person does do you know what the penalty is walter no what's that it's 10 percent. oh 10 percent. yeah that's significant yeah so and if you loan it out you have to pay it back over five years and if you don't then the 10 percent penalty applies there too so there's all kinds of stipulations for that try not to go down that area i know sometimes it's you know you just have to but try not to go down that area build those liquid assets. Very good. And that is a very important consideration for the 401k. I feel like Connie and I just had this conversation, Kevin, as she started her new job recently and we're putting, trying to put a decent amount of her salary into her 401k. Uh, she also gets access to a 457. And um, so we're putting a, a decent amount into it. And uh, and she's looking at her paycheck going, no, 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 I'm not working this hard for only this much coming, <laughs> coming all the way through. And I was like, well, you're putting a lot into retirement planning. And she's like, yeah, I want to little bit to use now so we're kind of having some of those same sorts of she's like i want some more i'm not going to teach her this word liquid assets because she's going to start dropping that on me i need some more liquid assets walt come on more la yes (laughs) (laughs) that'll give her too much firepower i think so i'll have to talk to her for you there you go exactly i think you need more liquid assets connie what do you think yeah she's she's going to agree with you once she uh, figures out what that means more moolah in the pocket now um all right so that's good now another consideration for four 401ks would be employer contributions. And this is a slightly more complicated question than just do they do they offer contributions? Uh, there's a lot of uh, kind of things to figure out here or considerations when it comes to those 401ks and what your employer is willing to do and, and how that's structured. Sure. So there are some employers who will offer a 401k, but no matching contributions. So it, they're, they're few and far between. We've had a couple of people come, come into the office and if that's you and you're sitting in that position, there's probably, if you look on the outside world, this big world of investments that are out there, there's probably a better way to save money than into your 401k if you're not receiving some sort of matching contribution, um, depending on the investments that are involved. Now, this one particular uh person I'm thinking about started with the company. They didn't match any contributions and they only had about six or seven different accounts that they could invest into. So it's very limiting. There's really no, you know, nothing to make you want to contribute to it because there's no matching contributions. So if that's you, there's a big, you know, there's this whole big uh, world out there full of investments are probably much more suited for you and probably, you know, will get you to your, your goal quicker and faster. But then on the other hand, had we just talked about a minute ago, we had this one client, his, his employer's matching a lot of the contributions. Mm-hmm. So you want to take advantage of that. That's free money, right? 
I was listening to the radio this morning. Let me ask you the question, Walter. If you're walking down the street and you see a penny or a quarter laying on the ground, do you pick it up? No. 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 <laughs> that was that was the question. And this is on another radio show that I was listening to. And four out of the five said no. And the one said yes. So this is free money laying on the ground, isn't it? So yeah. you're, you're, you're leaving, you're walking by this. So let's say that they match 5% of whatever you're, you're putting in that's free money you're, you're leaving on the ground pick it up i always said to, to people hey if you've seen five one hundred dollar bills laying on the ground would you pick them up of course you would but if you've seen you know that in your 401k and you're leaving that laying on the ground don't do that at least get the match and you know figure out which which is the best way to invest in that 401k so the contributions can be here or there and it's it's different for everybody every employer is different some employers have better packages than others and it just depends on your own personal situation and then you have to figure out, all right, is there a better way outside of my 401k? Do I just do the match and do I do some more outside the 401k to help me get to my, you know, my retirement day quicker? All those things, things come into play and all those questions can be answered. Just sit down and talk to your advisor and they can strategize, they can put it into your plan and they can tell you to the penny which way is, is, is better one way or the other. It's a chance for a 100% return on your money without having to do really any extra work. And uh, you're not going to beat that deal pretty much anywhere you go. So make sure that you are taking advantage of those contributions if they're offered to you. Whether to you know add even more than that into your account, well, that's another discussion. But at least, as you mentioned, Kevin, get it to that point. Well, let, me give, you an, let me give you an example. We just okay. had We just had a a lady from the local hospital come in here and she was saying that her husband never opened the 401k huh. doesn't doesn't believe in it and i had at one time a shredded ten thousand um, dollar real money from the u.s treasury i bought and i had it in a waste paper basket so i give that to her to give to him and i said this is what you're doing you're just throwing money away and that turned him around he's because he he was getting a five percent match and like you said if he puts in 5%, he gets 5%, it's 100% return yeah. on your money, right? 5% is great, right? Yeah. Like if your it, company came to you and said, hey, we're going to give you a 5% raise, you wouldn't turn that down. No, you wouldn't say keep it, would you? No. Same thing here. So those contributions add up over time. And that's what I'm saying. If you add your contribution in, you add yours and the employer's contribution in, look down the road. It could be, it could be significant. It could get you to your goal quicker than what you're thinking. All right, very good. As we talk about 401ks, if you have any questions about your particular account and want to talk one-on-one -on -one with Kevin, you can do that by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick note, and Kevin and the team will follow back up with you to set up that time to chat. Uh, we're not going to put you on the air directly, so don't worry about that. 888-885-PLAN is the number again, 888-885-7526. All right, another 401k consideration is to now look at tax implications in the future. Taxes can get a bit complicated, as uh, anyone, I think, would be willing to admit here. Kevin, what about it when it specifically comes to a 401k? Well, you said something earlier, Walter, when we were talking about kicking the can down the road. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, I say that a lot. So, yeah, you say that a lot. <laughs> so when we're talking about 401ks, especially if you're a baby boomer, that's probably been your primary source for saving money for retirement. But depending on how, how long ago you started that uh, 401k, you may have not had a Roth option inside that 401k. So you've, you've been diligent, you put away money for years and years and years, and now all of a sudden maybe you got a million dollars in that account 
and guess what, Walter? It's all taxable because it's it's tax deferred. So if you have a million dollars in your account, in that 401k account, is it all yours, Walter? No, we've got a partner in that account. And your partner is? Mm-hmm. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. So if you had a million dollars and you said, I want all my million dollars, between state and federal, they're going to probably take three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollars of that. So the future tax implications, especially you know, we talked about millennials, we talked about baby boomers and Gen X's. If you're younger, this power of this Roth four hundred one k's and the power of all of those things four hundred three b's will add up quite significantly in the future. Now, for your your baby boomers, if you've been doing this for years and years and years, you probably didn't have that Roth option until recently. So now there's some planning aspects that we can do going into retirement. So rather than cash in that million and lose $350,000, in taxes, let's strategize. Let's look at how much can we take out to keep you in the same tax bracket so you don't bump up your tax, uh, your rate. How much is your RMD going to be when you're 72 or 73? And most of the time, that's going to be a significant amount of money. It's going to bump you into the tax bracket. How can we plan now to get out of that, uh, get out of that higher tax bracket, say in 10 years from now? All of those things, future tax implications. And if you talk to most advisors, we're going to say we think taxes are going up in the future. So maybe you start converting some of those 401ks to Roths right now. Maybe you start doing all of those planning aspects to see if it's going to benefit you going down the road. You have to consider the future tax future tax implications. If you don't, you're just kicking that tax can down the road. Sooner or later, the government says you have to take a required minimum distribution from that. And the longer you let that go, the bigger that minimum distribution is going to be and the more tax you're going to owe. So there's some serious, serious um, planning that needs to be done on a lot of this 401ks. In our simplicity plan, Walter, we call it principal tax concern. How much Mm. of all of your money that you have, how much is it 100% taxable? Let's figure that out. So if 90% of the money you have is 100% taxable, meaning for every dollar you take out, you pay tax on all of it, there's some planning opportunities that we probably should be looking at. Okay, very good. That's the tax implications we need to consider with 401ks and similar plans. Last but not least, orphaned money would be our final 401k consideration for today's show. Consider that orphaned money. Well, what is orphaned money and, and what does it have to do with the 401ks? Well, orphaned money is... If you've worked four, five, six jobs um, throughout your career, you've probably had 401ks on all of these jobs. And a lot of times, people that come into my office, they'll bring all these old 401ks in and they just maybe they forgot about them or they didn't want to deal with them. And then it's adding up and they come to the point where, can I do something better with these? Is there a better way to do that? So for for those of you that have these orphaned 401ks, if you go to your new job, you can roll that old 401k into your new 401k. You can roll that old 401k into an IRA, which we normally will recommend because like I said before, there's this big world of investments out there and we can do certain things to help you get to your, you know, achieve your goals earlier versus later. So those old 401ks will add up. If you have two, three, I've seen as many as five or six people just over the years and they added up to maybe 40, 50, $60,000 and you add them all together, um, that's a big chunk of change. That can impact your retirement income 10 years from now. And all we have to do is sit down, put some strategies to it, see how it's best going to serve you, how it's going to get to your goals quicker, how it's going to add more income to your to your bottom line, how it's going to fill those shortfalls that we talk about every 
every week and how it's going to give you the confidence to get to and through retirement without running out of money. So orphan money can be in, you know, IRAs. It can be, you know, 403Bs. It can be 457s. That old plans that you've had that we talked about earlier. Don't leave those sit. Pay attention to them. Put them in your planning process. Put them to work. Because most of the time when people come in, they have those old ones. They're not working for you. It's just sitting there doing up. It's just going up and down. It's not generating any income. It's not generating you know, any of the progress you're going to need to get you to retirement. Don't go down that road. Give us a call if that's you. If you have questions, I'd be happy to sit down with you. Happy to put that in our simplicity plan and show you the power of 10 years of growth and 30 years of income and all those things that come into, into mind when you're getting close to retirement and when you get into retirement. All you have to do is get in touch with Kevin Ray and start your conversation about retirement and, in particular, your 401k, how to turn it in the right direction if you're not on the right path currently, and how to make sure that you're making the most of your 401k with those tax considerations and that orphaned money, making sure that all of this is working efficiently for you. Don't leave money on the table. So many people are victim of that when it comes to planning for retirement in their 401ks because they just don't know some of these nuances that we've started to address on the show today. So if you want to have that conversation with Kevin Ray, all you have to do is pick up the phone, give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That is 888-885-7526. Kevin is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area based in Pinconning. And again, to start that conversation, all you have to do is call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. And, uh, you know, we often have deep questions in this part of the program, sometimes emotional. Sometimes it's fun. We talk about food and things like that. Well, we're going to file this one under the weird category, Kevin, all right? Okay. All right, here we go. Question of the week. I don't know who came up with this one. I'm not I'm not going to claim credit for this. I'm I'm already afraid. <laughs> <laughs> when you take a shower, do you wash your legs and feet or you just consider them to be cleaned by the runoff? <laughs> one of well, life's deepest debates. <laughs> yeah. I can't see my toes cuz there's so much crud is what you're asking, right? <laughs> But I do wash my legs and feet every single day, even though I did watch something or I read something that said you really don't need to because there's not a whole lot of bacteria going on there. But I'm just kind of a, a clean freak, Walter. You're, you're, you know? you're a leg and a foot washer. Okay. I do, and I have the bag, you know, do you let the run off to your back? You know, I got this little thing to do your back while you're in the shower. So, yeah, I, I do it all, and I'm not afraid to uh, to say it, Walter. So, you know, <laughs> I take so many hot showers. I wouldn't be afraid showers. to take that approach. I'm, I'm more afraid to say my truth of, uh, of, of not maybe doing all of those different things. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the back. I didn't even think. I don't know when the last time I washed my back was. <laughs> I feel like after getting blasted with water for 20 minutes, it you know should be put pretty clean back there, but uh, well, I don't know. I spend so much stuff on back scrubbers. I don't have a loofah back scrubber thing, no. Uh -uh. (laughs) That's funny. That is really funny. Um, I feel like I get down to my knees, and then I kind of let the calves and 
and the feet could just just get taken care of by the runoff. So <laughs> every once in a while, maybe I'll give those a good scrub. But, but if, we'll you see. can float down the river and scrub them in the sand, right? That's right, exactly. Yeah. The sand, yeah. the friction from the sand rubs them off, so you're yeah. you're good there. There you go. Oh my gosh, too funny, too funny. Uh, one of the best debates you can have there, the old shower debate. So we'll call you smelly feet and call me clean feet. How's there that? There you go. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, Connie was appalled when she learned this about me, and she was like, <laughs> "What? You don't wash your legs and feet?" I was like, "Yeah, why? It runs off." So we've we've had this exact debate, which is why when this question came up today, I was chuckling uh, quite heavily before the show today. All right, uh, we'll get back to some financial talk coming up on the show today. So we need to try and answer a few listener questions. So we'll do that before we run off for the week. Coming up next right here on Simply Financial. Stay tuned. Planning for retirement shouldn't make your head spin. If it does, it might be time for a different strategy. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Getting ready to wrap things up here on Simply Financial today. Don't forget, if you have any questions for Kevin and you want to talk about your specific retirement planning financial situation, all you have to do is pick up the phone, give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. You can also submit questions online at insightfolios.com or by emailing Kevin at Kevin at insightfolios.com. We have a question here from Wendy. Wendy says, when is the stock market going to crash again, Kevin? All of my friends say it's soon. Boy, how many times have you heard that on the networks and what, whatever, Walter? Well, I could probably just ask this question to you every single week, Kevin, right? Because it does seem yeah. like you're probably getting this question at least once a week from somebody. Yeah. And I can tell you with 100% certainty, Walter, 100% when it's going to crash. You want to know when? Yeah, soon. Some, in the future. Some, sometimes soon in the future. In the future. That's all I can tell <laughs> It's all tell subjective, you. right? Yeah, soon, it soon itself is subjective. Yeah. You know, the market goes up, the market goes down, and that's normal. It's been doing that since the market opened. Market's up, the market's down. Now, let me, I read something today, and I can't remember who I read it from, but he was going on, Stephen Blurry, I think is his name. Remember that? The big short guy, the movie? Right, yeah, absolutely. Where he, he bet against the housing Ma- market. Ma- Michael, Michael Burry? Yeah, Michael Burry. Yep. So he said, you know, everybody's quoting him, the market's going to crash, the market's going to crash. But in this article, he said he picked, he loaded up on some bank stocks here recently, and they didn't, and a couple of them aren't here anymore, the banks. So not everybody, you know, when you hear things like that, the market's going to crash, it's normally fear-based. And what are they yeah. trying to do? They're trying to get you to go to their website, to their article, to whatever it is, to see their point of view, and maybe get you to buy a newsletter or whatever these things are. Market goes up, market goes down, and I can tell you with 100% certainty, market is going to go up and down for as long as we're alive. There's just the way it works. And there's no there's no timing it. We know that. We can't time it. Consistent dollar cost averaging works in times like these. Uh, most of the time where you're just putting a little bit in each week, like your 401ks that we had talked about uh, earlier. So don't worry about the market crash. It's going to happen many times over the next 10, 20, 30 years. Worry about how you're going to get income and how, when the market does go down, how can we get income even in those bad market conditions? So, Wendy, I hope that answers your question. Um, it probably didn't because nobody knows, and yeah. you just know it's going to go up and down. So I think it's a great point that even people who have predicted things, quote-unquote, correctly in the past – 
uh, probably aren't going to do it again in the future. In fact, uh, no one can consistently predict these things. So you get lucky once doesn't mean you're going to be able to then, uh, you know, prognosticate successfully all the time in the future either. So keep exactly. that in mind. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Warren Buffett is in 100%. And he's the best known investor. Exactly. There, He'll right? be the yeah. first to admit it too, right? Yes. Yeah, he would be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, great question, Wendy. Thanks for sending that one in. So yeah, get a plan that it doesn't really matter if the stock market crashes soon or later or some unknown time in the future. Uh, those kinds of plans do exist where you can eliminate a lot of that concern and worry from your future and your retirement. And uh, Kevin can talk to you about what that plan looks like and take a look at your situation and start going into getting you ready for retirement. Uh, you're qualified if you're approaching retirement, if you are recently retired, and Wendy, I hope you uh, that does help you a little bit with some extra perspective on the show today. Again, if you want to get a financial plan with Kevin, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick note. Kevin or the sensational Stacy will follow up with you and set up a time to visit in the office there in Pinconning. All you have to do is call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Well, thank you so much, Kevin, for all of your help and assistance on the show today. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again next week. We'll look forward to it, Walter. Go catch some fish. All right, let's do it. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.